Welcome to the Greenway Outdoors podcast, your trusted source for outdoor information and entertainment. The Greenway Outdoors is also an internationally syndicated TV show and conservation advocate aimed at bringing millennials and Generation Z into the outdoors. Welcome to the Greenway Outdoors. The Greenway Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Ram Trucks, built to serve Motor Trends Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. Fast Pro Shop and Cabela's, your adventure starts here. And by Tracker Boats, fish the best. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Greenway Outdoors podcast. I am Kyle Green. I am Ryan Parks. I'm Jeff. I'm AJ. And it's Jeff's birthday. Woo! Yeah. Happy birthday for not dying. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> kind of puts it in perspective, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, it's from his heart. Speaking of putting things in perspective, we did get you an ice cream cake. What kind of perspective does that put something in? Well, I thought about it on the Sweets. drive back from it. Was the ice cream cake we got you is my favorite, <laughs> but and because I have to drive an hour, I won't be able to take it home with me. So it's it's a gift no, that's ninety five percent for you. We we have a plastic Walmart bag. Oh yeah, we, we thought we'd just slide it in. That'll we're gonna keep. That's how ice cream works. The container though. So if that doesn't work for you, you're gonna have to leave it here. <laughs> <laughs> I now that you say it like that, it, it really works out for us. Grocery yeah. bags work really well. People have been putting gasoline in them. And that's been working out well for yeah. everyone. I'll be digging in on that cake for the next three days. <laughs> yeah. Periodically. Yeah, I'll get through that thing in three days. Periodically. Yeah. It's like a 12-person cake. I'm confident. <laughs> I've also been uh, giving AJ's dog a, a massive amount of human food, so this would be a good way to to do that. Sorry. I thought he didn't eat human food. I, I know. The, the dog loves chocolate. <laughs> well... And onions and grapes. It's <laughs> <laughs> all he eats. He likes, he likes a mix. He likes a mix. We don't actually do that. Don't feed your dog those things. Although I think the chocolate thing's a bit of a myth. Yeah. Isn't it just a specific it's dark chocolate in, or something? In large, large quantities and then smaller dogs, obviously. It's, it's more. Baker's chocolate. Yeah. Why? What? What? What is different about that? I wonder. It's like it's I, just more um, concentrated. Yeah. Okay. Because well, we had a friend in high school whose dog got through a whole bag of Hershey Kisses and was fine. So Yeah. You know. yeah. What really got fine. him was the foil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> – and it, it did make it easier to pick it up after, though. Yeah, it was glitter was in the lawn for weeks. It's <laughs> 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 disgusting. Something that I've been wanting to do, a segment that we've been talking about doing for a while, that it just never seems to work its way into the content, is sort of – um, I definitely wouldn't call it fan questions because you'd have to be a fan. I would call it questions from people that happen to watch our stuff. That's yeah, a, yeah. A, Why don't you call it like a mail, that works? mailbag? A mailbag? That's what everyone else calls it. But what ahead. is this, Blue's Clues? Yeah. Mailbag. Nice. You've got mail. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I also hate is shipping game meat any way but we do, the way we do it. <laughs> so one of the questions we got was, you guys travel everywhere. And you always are coming home with meat, and you're always using it for your cooking segment. How are you getting it home? And this is something that has been forged with trial and error. Yeah. Heavily on trial and error. Yeah. Some really unfortunate <laughs> error. And it's, sti- it's still not perfected <laughs> no. after many well, years. Well, I think it is now. 
I think mm. it is now. Well, the airlines throw in a pretty big wrench yeah. in the whole thing because, like, we can control 90% of it, but the actual getting it from place to place. It's out of hand. And you USP know. USPS. Now, yeah. one of the biggest factors in this is obviously price. Um, I remember, Jeff, when you and I, I guess all of us were there, but we went to Texas the first time, and we went, uh, we, I guess we did trot lines for catfish, and we had mm -hmm. a, a bunch of catfish meat as well as some other servant, I think. Didn't we kill something else? Was it a pig? I think it was a pig. Okay, so a pig and catfish, and we were going to be sending that home from Texas. You know what? You're wrong. Ryan didn't go on that trip. He wasn't born yet. Oh, yeah, because it was four <laughs> years ago. That's right. <laughs> happy birthday revoked. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Did you actually give me a happy birthday? I don't. Yeah. I don't you hugged you when you walked AJ in. AJ didn't. Hmm. I promise. I, I hugged you and to then wrapped fair, my legs around you. How, oh, yeah. I, I blocked that out. How's AJ going to say happy birthday when he's rooting against you, though? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, like, like he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, when we went to Texas, we went to FedEx. Like, you would think, okay, we've got this meat. Let's find out how we ship it home. So, we went into a FedEx, and we went in there, and they say, listen, it's going to be like mm -hmm. $450 to ship this home. And the amount of dry ice you need to protect it to get it home. You're not allowed to put that much in a box. <laughs> that was. That was <laughs> so she's like, the amount of ice it takes to get this home. It was as if, and this is what always shocks me. When you encounter these people, it's as if they've never heard of this before. That one kills they, me. They, like, no one's ever shipped meat before. Like, I'm in Texas. Yes, they have. Mm -hmm. What is the, what, what do you know that I don't? What won't you tell me? But that was, that was something we ran into. We've also run into going to USPS. We've, we've tried all these different things, buying the boxes, buying the containers, all the things to get at home always end up costing an arm and a leg. So mm -hmm. here is the formula. If you are traveling somewhere and you happen to be flying somewhere and flying home, this is the process that we do. Every time we get and harvest whatever we're going to get, we actually go to a Walmart, Meyer, whatever it is. Normally it's Walmart because yeah. they're everywhere. And we buy one of the cheap, and anywhere from $24 to $26, it's either Coleman or Igloo. They all make them, yeah. but they're they're cheap coolers. But Less than 30 bucks. Yes. It's like a two and a half by two and a half by two and a half cube. Yeah. Works but out perfect. The best part is they have wheels. That's the key. That's you the want key. the one with wheels. They're also, being cheap, they're relatively light, mm -hmm. which is good because when you think for the next part is the weight is important. Then what we do is we buy a bunch of those blue ice packs that are like a dollar. Now, here's the thing. When you fly, you cannot use dry ice because it's apparently like a bomb. Also, don't mention bomb when on the plane because everyone <laughs> freaks out. But <laughs> it's like, grow up. Um, <laughs> so you can't use dry ice, so you buy the blue packets. And they're like, you know, like the liquid blue things. Then what we'll do is we'll freeze the meat overnight if possible, but it's not necessary. But if possible, we will freeze it. And we freeze the blue packages overnight. And norm and then what we'll do is we'll put about 38 pounds of meat into those coolers. And then we'll put about seven of those blue ice packs. And then the, the weight of the thing normally ends up being, the cooler itself ends up being about five pounds. And then you're at the 50-pound mark. Then what we do is, so you've got your meat, your ice blocks, which are the blue things. <laughs> and then you've got the cooler. You shut it. It's a top folding lid. You shut it. And we duct tape the living bejesus out of it. I mean, like stupid. Around duct tape. in both directions. At least a whole roll. The top. A whole roll, oh, basically. 
So we take that to the airport, and then we just check it like it's luggage. We look them straight in the eye, and we say, this is luggage. And they ask what it is, and you tell them. And they say, okay. And then they just check it like a bag. And you're only paying 30 bucks to ship it. Yeah. It's true. Ironically, if you come to our studio, if you like to take a look in our basement <laughs> or garage, or hell, at this point, probably Ryan's room, we have 20 a, of them. We, at least. I mean, at least. We're using them as end tables. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many of these coolers. But it's a decent investment because you're only spending about 60 bucks in total between the tape, the cooler, the ice, and the, the shipping itself to get the meat home. And you have a lasting value of continuing to have the cooler. I can't give away enough. We should, we should do giveaways on our That's Facebook of like some bloody coolers. <laughs> we clean some of them. Um, <laughs> My but, family's tired of getting them as gifts. <laughs> <laughs> that is the formula to get your meat home the cheapest. That's that's what works for us. Now, again, the trial and error we talked about, Jeff's, we just had a final trial and error. So one of the things that I realized was every time we would tape the bejesus out of them, the airlines would then cut them open. Once we turned them in and they were out of our care, couldn't even see them anymore. We're sitting in the waiting area, probably eating at Chili's and they cut into them and to see what's in them to verify. It's not basically just make sure there's no dry ice in them. Or a bomb. Yeah. yeah. Or I guess. <laughs> well, technically, if you leave dry ice in a container and it's closed and it can't, there's no release or vent, it will eventually, it won't, you know, explode like fireball, but it'll, it'll pop open. And it's like a pressure bomb. Potentially violently. Cause right. Because all the pressure. Right. So, uh, thanks, Bill Nye. So, anyhow, the <laughs> <laughs> then what happens is they cut into it to see what's in there. And then they have to retape it every time. <clears throat> and they use cheaper tape. But they break the whole seal of all of our good tape, so then their tape always seems to hold okay. And so when we get it, it always says, like, there's a little letter in there, hey, we opened it. Their tape's around the outside. That's what it is. So this time when we were uh, – we just got back from our recent trip where we did paddlefish. We also did noodling for catfish. Yep. We also did aodad or audad or I, – I don't know. Everyone, everyone whole, says I, I really don't know. Which, there's five different ways to pronounce yeah. it. It's, I've only heard audad, but one time on the phone I said aodad, and it got stuck in his head. That's yeah. usually how it goes. <laughs> well, you're I've not, heard people use an L, so I don't – You could say Steve in front of him, but you say Stevie one time, and he, that person will be Stevie <laughs> for the rest of their life. Oh, you talking about Stevie? <laughs> I hear what I want to hear. <laughs> so – and I, you guys, you guys blew me out of the water here with the thought process. But anyhow, they cut into it, and so I was like, all right, when we package this meat, what we'll do is, because we had three coolers this time from all the meat we had, and that was after sending the paddlefish home already. Yep. So we had three coolers full of meat, and I was like, what we'll do is we won't tape them this time. We'll be sweethearts. Why tape them? Why make it more difficult on them? Because they have then they have to cut into it, and they're going to tape it anyways. So when we checked the bags, we did have a really nice young lady that helped us at yeah. the airport. And we explained it to her. This was through Delta. And I was like, listen, <clears throat> the meat's in there. I want you to be able to see it. You guys always retape it. So I didn't tape it this time just to let you do it. That way it's only taped once. We're not wasting any. And then it's not harder on you. She's like, perfect. Thank you so much. We'll tape it once we get it back there. She gave us fragile stickers that we put on the side. So it was like, okay, it's in good hands. They know what they're doing. They've never even done that before. So they have extra here. So they're good for sure. So we land in Detroit. And uh, we get there, and we had, like, the farthest um, farthest baggage claim baggage claim away from where we landed. Yeah, where they parked the plane to baggage claim was oh my gosh. the farthest spot, which is a decent walk in the Detroit funny. Airport. It's like pushing it a, a mile. A, we, yeah. we landed at 1030, 
and there was not one plane in any other gate leading all the way back to the they main terminal. Closer. It's like, come on. That's what killed me. <laughs> the pilot's car was parked near there. Uh, <laughs> so I I go hauling because AJ they moved one of our camera bags on the plane in the overhead bins on AJ, but didn't tell him. So he was like in a mad dash trying. Everyone's trying to get off the plane. He's trying to walk backwards up the aisle to find the stuff. And Ryan's like, well, why don't you rush up to the baggage claim to make sure that someone didn't just steal the bag? You know, yeah. someone will be there. So I'm, I go into full um, CIA mode. I go running down the thing. He was army crawling. I'm checking. I'm checking people. <laughs> Run, stupid. I'm checking with. Pe I'm checking people's backpacks, pulling them open, ripping them. No, I'm just kidding. So I go running down, <clears throat> and I see our crazy luggage coming through. Um, and I spot AJ's right away because he's got the funfetti-looking one. I grab that, pull it off the thing. And then one of the coolers I see appearing up to get dropped onto the um, the baggage claim, the little spinny loopy conveyor loopy, belt. Thank you. So it comes out, and I grab it, and it's all taped nice, and I'm like, okay, perfect. I pull it off. <laughs> A few minutes later, nothing's coming, nothing's coming, nothing's coming. Another cooler comes up, and it's on its side and opened and empty and empty <laughs> that's the best part <laughs> and there's like blood and juice like pouring on the conveyor belt and that's what everyone else's bags are going through and oh, stuff man. and i'm like looking around and everyone's Sad like, but true. everyone's like what jerk would do this and i'm like i'm that jerk that's almost as bad as the, the last trip we were on when we're sitting there waiting and one of those little um little like cat or dog little carriers a little kennel thing mm -hmm. oh yeah comes up and it was open like <gasps> oh yep oh, oh no lassie's running on the runway <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like oh no so i immediately open up the coolers and look and the one that was missing sort of was jeffrey's aadad or Audad, which is I, a shame because it was that was a lot of meat i know and i was like Oh man, so they come they come walking up like a few minutes later. I go, you want the good news, or the bad news, <laughs> and he go, and they go, the bad news. I go, Jeff doesn't have his meat, <laughs> and they go, what's the good news? I go, we got the cooler. <laughs> 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 so then, uh, um, <clears throat> I end up going because we also had to check firearms. So I end up going to the, the the area for the oversized luggage, and I'm like, hey, you know. What's the deal with airline food and nice. and uh, <laughs> what's the deal with our baggage and stuff? So I started talking to the lady and she goes, I go, um, and I had the empty cooler in my hand and she goes, Oh, is that all y'all's game? And I was like, Uh yes, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said she goes, Hold on, I got it in a bin downstairs for you and I was like, Ooh, what does that even mean? You know? <laughs> so she comes up with this big tray of all of the bags. Now, Jeff had his meat in, luckily, freezer Ziploc bags, yeah. which is normally what they're in. I think I left that out, actually, of the description. We put it the meat itself in Ziploc bags, and mm -hmm. then, you know. so Somewhat secure. Yeah. So she brings that up and, like, two of the eight ice things. And I'm like, ugh. And, and two bags that we ended up throwing in there of just ice. And the ice was still there. So it had to have happened. I assume as they were putting it onto the like the little cart thing, or as it was going on the starting point of the conveyor belt. Yeah, well, we were at we were had a layover in Atlanta, right? And you were watching people. <laughs> I, 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 I was I was watching. I, we we had the last row in Delta. We were balling out, obviously, and uh, we had the last row. And the 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 belt that they pull up to uh, the little carts and stuff to get the luggage off. The guys come up and they're taking the luggage off the cart and they're slinging it into the thing that they drive it to the other planes. 
And I was laughing because I go, not one suitcase landed upright. They were. It was like they wanted it to land on the. Did they the look front pissed side. or were they laughing? N- just numb. Yeah, I numb. Just, just numb. No feeling. Just another Sunday. Been yeah. dead for years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just slinging on, and I'm like, our coolers are gonna be screwed if they go through this. If they didn't tape it, because the whole day I was like, I sure hope she actually taped it. I mean, I. You wonder if like our taping it incentivizes them that like when yeah. they cut the tape they're like oh because i had to cut tape i must replace the tape and my fear was there'd be like well there was no tape here so it, it must be fine yeah it must be fine we should have put one of those fragile stickers over the top so they would have oh, had to cut yeah. it anyways yeah i mean you were there you could have, have had that idea then. you put seven stickers on that cooler <laughs> that is true and not they one of them us, on the seal they gave us six and i put three on mine and he put three on his. I had four on mine alone. You gonna lie on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I lie all the time. Nothing I've ever said is true. <laughs> <laughs> good, good point. So she brings it out in that bin. I immediately feel the meat, and I'm like, oh no! I grab the ice packs, and they're still pretty cold. Yeah. And I and like Jeff said, we had um because we didn't have enough ice packs. One of the things that we did was we filled a Ziploc bag with ice, and then put that in there too to add to ice because yeah. we had a little bit of weight movement, and the more cold, the better. And uh, that, of course, made the trip. Mm-hmm. So that still had ice in it. It wasn't just water, which tells me it was in the cooler. For a good amount ve- of time. Very recently. You know, very recently. Most of the trip. <clears throat> so because of that. So w- w- the meat felt cold, right? Yeah, the meat was cold. So I think all in all, he he's. he's That's c- fine. Have you eaten it yet? Yeah. What'd you have? I, um, you why wouldn't you tell, tell us? us? I got it home. I put, um, I finished cleaning it, you know, because I had left some of the silver skin on. I hadn't fully separate, broken it all down. I know. I broke mine down after. I food savored it, um, put it in the freezer, and then I had some leftover scraps that didn't fit into the bag with, like, the, the burger meat and stuff. So I took that and said, well, I'll just take this and cook it up. I soaked it in milk. For Whoops. Ryan's first day. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> I put it in milk for 24 hours uh, and then put it in salt water for an additional six hours uh, just to make sure that because i've never had odd dad meat before i've heard really good things and really bad things yeah so i, we I basically know. heard all bad except for so Ted i Nugent. figured i would ex- <laughs> i'd experiment but my first experiment i would make sure to get as much game out as i could and it was it was pretty good i overcooked it a little bit because they were really small pieces um but it wasn't it wasn't bad what, I think what were the how, pieces from like leg uh, meat? Leg. Okay. Leg meat. How did you cook it? Um, just in a pan with some butter. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was the quick, flavor? What was the flavor? Kind of sear on both yeah, sides. I did cook it. Like curious. I said, I cooked it all the way through just for my first attempt at eating it. Seasoning? Um, just salt and pepper. Because I, I wanted to experience the meat so then I oh, could know what to, to do with it when we're going to make a recipe. Okay. And I, it was still slightly gamey, which could be the meat, could be how we handled it. You know, it could also be the fact that you shot an old male. Could be. How long did that it take to die? Um, it was almost instantaneous. Okay. I hit the jugular and it just dropped. Okay. So it was. Because I was gonna say if it, it was it lasted a while, sometimes you know. Yeah. All adre- the adrenaline going. Yeah. No, that that not? didn't happen. It okay. just dropped Interesting. And that was it. So. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking my my best bet is I think we're gonna take it. We'll we'll spice it up real good and we'll make it kind of like a carnitas, or oh, like nice. uh, if you've ever had like a, a goat taco, goat tacos are pretty good. So I think that I've uh, never had a goat taco. I you know I I'm curious too the difference because you shot an old male and I shot a younger female. So I wonder like I shot a fe- you know the females normally taste better in general. 
mine wasn't too old. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know you broke yours down. You didn't make any of it yet. No, no, but I made it. I mean, I broke it, broke it down. There is yeah. not a smidge of silver skin on anything. Yeah, mine neither. Um, I, I've got a, ha- I've got a few, um, bags of uh, hamburger meat that could be turned into hamburger meat or could just be used as stew meat. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the back straps as, as is. Yep. You want to hear something really crazy? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> So after that whole extravaganza with your meat falling out of the cooler and everything mm. and it still being okay. And it was me. Getting <laughs> 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 so we get it home and everything. He processes his meat and then the next day comes back to the office, freezer's wide open. Could have been anybody though. <laughs> was it the downstairs one? Yeah. Okay. So to pa- let me paint Guy. a better picture instead of just throwing me under the bus in front of all of our friends. Uh, here's what happened. I thought it would be cool to, like, take a picture of all the meat in our freezer because we have got such a variety hodgepodge down there of I shot my turkey this year. That's in there. So that's pretty cool. we got the, the rainbow trout from Idaho. We've got Adad meat. We've got uh, catfish. We've got paddlefish. We've got uh, all these assortments of meats, elk. So I was feeling pretty cool, and I was like, oh, I'll take a picture of all that and be like, I can provide. But then I didn't close the freezer. So you, so you can't provide. <laughs> nice. Now, <laughs> now, here's the interesting thing. I left the freezer wide open. It's a deep freeze. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom's like right now, like, I can you believe it, Philip, that he did that? But uh, um, I left the whole lid open. The, the Audab was pretty room temperature from the processing process. Mm-hmm. And I put it in there at room temperature. When I came back the next day and I we have a washer and dryer here at the office, I looked to my right and saw it open and was like, because there's so much important value. There's so much important, <laughs> valuable meat in there. I knew immediately what I did. I walk over. I reach in. First thing you do is reach in. First, something that worried me was there was no snow in it. Please don't squish. Please don't squish. <laughs> yeah. I thought there would be a ton of snow in there from, like, leaving it open and it overcompensating and stuff. There was none. So I'm like, is it even on or does it have, like, an auto shutoff? I reached down and touched the turkey first which should have been completely frozen because it was frozen before already, completely hard as a rock. So then I immediately touched the Audad that I had just put in there at room temperature. It was hard as a rock. Oh, okay. Completely frozen. It is pretty cold down there, so I don't, I guess. And the air doesn't move. Yeah. Everything settled. Still really lucky, though. Oh, yeah. He didn't burn up the... Well, now that I, on it. well yeah. now that I know it can do that, I don't even close it anymore. I well, just right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a big win for the home team that it wasn't. Our electric bill has skyrocketed. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad it worked out because that could have been pretty terrible. Could have been. Um, so yeah, that's how you. Uh, that is a very long answer to how do you guys ship your game meat. But there it is. Uh, make sure you tape it though, and uh, the Ziploc <laughs> bags are important. And just check it like normal luggage. Tape the living bejesus out of it. Get yourself a 20. It's something like 2688 is, I think, what it always is, is yeah. what the cooler cost is. And it's got the roller wheels on it. Mm-hmm. And you can fillet a fish on it and not feel bad because you can throw it away. It's good for bow fishing after. Yeah. Um, I will say that this didn't sound like we sold it very well because it ended, I guess, okay. But we, to be clear, we've done this now, what, a good 10, 12 10, times? Yeah. More than that, probably. And it's, and it's worked out great. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's it's the only way, in my opinion. We yeah. have never like <coughs> lost me or ruined me yeah. through this process. No, we yeah. came very close this last trip, but it did not happen. Uh, yeah. Genuine question, because we haven't talked about it though. We had to send the paddlefish separate. Did it make it? No clue. 
You still haven't asked. No. <laughs> so we thought it'd be really funny. It's at your house. Yeah, he doesn't know, though. He still refuses yeah. to ask. Okay. I hope Elizabeth took care of it. It's really funny. Ryan's little sister. <laughs> so we had to send the paddlefish home, which cost us an arm and a leg because we couldn't do it our way that we're talking about because the flight wasn't for like seven days and we had a five-hour road trip, so mm -hmm. we couldn't do it that way. So we had to send it home ahead of time as soon as we got the paddlefish. So we went to <laughs> – this is a great story in itself. So we go – I'm like, oh, there's a post office here in the middle of nowhere, by the way. And I'm like, well, this will be the perfect situation because the post office tends to be less than FedEx or UPS. Yeah. When we ship out Greenway Gear merchandise, I know that that's normally the cheapest one. So I was like, we're going to get bent over, but we might as well do it for the least amount possible, and it's right here. So we walk in. We have a cooler now and already, and we, have, um, we don't have ice yet because we the, we just got the paddlefish and Brian our guy Brian Baker the guy we fished with he gave us the cooler for free he just gave it to us so we're like okay and it was like a big lunch mate cooler like a real like a one you like uh, mm -hmm. if you were going to the mill this would be what you'd take with you like one <laughs> of the play school ones that you click the button and slide and it slides okay <clears throat> gotcha so we had that and the meat in it and we stopped there and said you know, this is our, it had regular ice in it though. He brought it with regular ice and Brian the night before that put it in his freezer. So we have oh. pretty cold paddlefish, half frozen, I'd say, with regular ice all around it and the paddlefish is in bags. Mm -hmm. So it's okay, you know? Probably. So we pull, we pull in there and say, you know, what's the deal? Um, what's it going to cost? First of all, the lady, of course, had never heard of this scenario ever, that she's never in her ever heard of anybody ever shipping meat you're shipping what yeah, yeah. meat <clears throat> what's meat yeah it's like come on <laughs> she's never heard it before she was on the phone when we walked in on a personal call because we we're in the middle of nowhere and she's <laughs> on a personal call never hung up on this personal call through our first interaction <laughs> did not care whatsoever aj went through this whole process with me so feel free to jump in at oh, any yeah. time so aj and i walk in she is chewing on something but you there's like nothing to chew on. She was just there chewing on something. Her and meal was done a half hour yeah, ago. She's yeah. still just gnawing and on it. And she's just irritated that we exist with trying to ship something. She's like, oh, I don't know about this. And it's like, what What don't you know? There's either a process or there's not. So what do we got to do? Yeah. Of course, I was super nice. And AJ's like, you can't be that nice because oh. they'll just walk all over you. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much for helping us and stuff. And she's just mad I exist. I'll come to your cousin's birthday party next week. <laughs> yeah. I'm like part of the family. Like, Let's get out of here. <laughs> so we go up there with the, the cooler, and she's like, well, let me weigh it. And she's like, "Um, you guys are going to need dry ice to ship it. And I was like, really? I thought you'd say I couldn't use dry ice, and you're saying I need dry ice. She goes, yeah, you got to have dry ice to ship it. Otherwise, it's not going to make it in time and this and that. I was like, well, can you at least give us a ballpark of what it's going to cost? She puts it on the scale and said, it was like 100 bucks or something like that. And I was like, okay. Okay. It's more than it should not be, but worst. it's fine. We didn't pay for the cooler, so yeah, it okay. is what it is. She goes, but you need to get dry ice. And I was like, where where do we go for that? And she's like, what was the name of it, AJ? Reesers. Reesers was the name. But I thought she was saying research. So. Yeah, it took Is me that like confusing. the local grocery store chain? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know that it's even a chain. So we, we walk. I did see two. We walk in there. Thank God they had dry ice, which I was like, I don't, I don't know that they even will. Yeah. And the guy that was there was super nice. He's like, yeah, it's right there. I go, okay, do you, apparently we have to have some sticker to put on the side of it. Um, do you guys have those? He goes, no, no, no. You get those from the post office. They have them there because they're the ones that make you use it. I was like, okay, cool. So we get the dry ice. Now we go back to the uh, the lady and we go, okay, we got the dry 
we got the dry ice. We're ready to go. What's the next step? And she goes, well, do you have the stickers for the, the side to show that you have dry ice? And I was like, no. And uh, um, they said, you had them here. She goes, nope, we don't have them here. They have them there. And I was like, well, no, they didn't because I saw the whole container. It was just dry <laughs> ice. And the guy had never heard of the sticker in his life other than to tell me to get it from there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, um, <clears throat> what do we got to do? She goes, well, um, there's nothing I can do. You have to go get a sticker. I was like, well, where can I go? She goes, there's a public library down the street. You can go there, and maybe you can print it off the uh, UPS website. And I was like, well, do you guys have a printer here? She goes, uh, yeah, but you can't use it because we can only go to the USPS website on, on the computer here. I was like, well, don't. And it has the sticker on it? Well, don't you guys have the sticker? <laughs> she goes, no, we don't have the sticker on our website. you got to go to UPS's website no, to get FedEx. the sticker. Or FedEx, was it? And I said, okay, well, you make us use a sticker that you don't have and have no way of accessing for us to print through your system. She goes, correct. You got to go to the, the library next door and then you'll be good to go. I was like, okay. So now I'm frustrated. So now me and AJ are in a public library in the middle of nowhere. It was wait, a, wait, wait. How many times did you get shushed? <laughs> <laughs> a few. AJ did shush me. Uh, but it's a, we walk in, we will pull up to it. It's a steel building. Looks like a garage. Does not even resemble a library at all. Ryan's over it. He won't get out of the car. Looks like I, I didn't even go in the first time because I just didn't. I, where we were, you just knew it was going to be a thing. And there's nothing I hate more than a thing. Yep. When there shouldn't in be. In my head, I'm picturing like a barn. Yeah, so, imagine yeah, like a yeah, metal barn. Yeah, a metal barn is a perfect example. Okay. When you saw it from the outside, there was no hint that it was a library other than a library sign. Come on, learn stuff here. We <laughs> drove past that building at least four times and yep. never knew what it was. Oh. Yeah, it's where you go to keep your chickens is what it is. It's not a library. So we walk into said library, and I got to say this. The girl there reminded me of my sister, but she was extremely helpful. Very kind. <laughs> she set us up She set us up with a Windows 97 computer, and oh. uh, or was it Windows XP? It might have been it, XP. It, it, it was it, the keyboard... Everything was the same as when we had a computer in fourth grade. Yeah. The big back to it and everything like what that. What I like is that your sister listens to every episode of the podcast. <laughs> She's going to get to this part laughing along with the story. It's like my sister, only helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. I just, But uh, um, she reminded me uh, like the way she looked of my sister. But oh, okay. So we go in and uh, so we sit down at the computer and then we're clicking around and she goes, you got to go here. We go to the we pay the 10 cents a minute or whatever it is to get the to use the computer we get to the point where we're going to print it she goes you have to send it to me so i can print it because you can't just be printing stuff you know in case it's a dirty movie or something Mm -hmm. so i send it to the lady to have her print it i send it she prints it and it's all faded she goes well did you download it to the desktop or did you and i'm like these are these are these are problems that exist nowhere else on the planet earth yeah except she got a boot up aol (laughs) Did it go through the dial tone? Okay, now you're connected. <laughs> like, so we, I, it, it was, was literally like that. So Ugh. then we go back and forth with her. I want to say we spent a half hour in this place yep. trying to get this thing printed so that it was legible. We went back in time, essentially. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. We finally get this label, and this is why you want to listen to our advice on what to do about shipping stuff. We get the label, so then I'm like, all right, got it. And I fill it out, and we're like, okay, we got everything we need now. The dry ice is packed. The cooler's packed. Everything's good. We've got the sticker. Nothing can stop us now. We go back to the post office, go to open the door. It's locked. From 12 to 1, she goes to lunch. We saw her walk. An hour? Yeah. yeah. We were 
They close. They close the post office. It just closes for lunch. She sent us away. No, she's like she, the only employee. She was. Yeah, she was. <laughs> when she sent us away, she didn't even mention it. We were gone a half hour. You didn't think she'd be like, well, just so you know, I'm going to go to lunch in a half hour. I'm sending you on a, a scavenger hunt to try and use my business. No, because that's none of your business. <laughs> you know what's insane is the customer service part of it. it. Like, they're in business to take your money to ship things. You would think that she would do whatever she could to make my life easier. Yeah. Instead, I'm on a wild goose chase, so we go to the library. So <laughs> this gets good. So now we got to kill an hour in this nothing town. When I say nothing, the only thing that exists there is a Sonic. So naturally, we went to Sonic. Mm -hmm. And I will say this. It was a nice day, and we did have an outdoors lunch. We ate in the grass together. and uh, You guys had a picnic? We did. Yeah. And they also had ocean water slushies, which you can't get everywhere. They're seasonal. It's amazing. It's some blue raspberry Sprite cotton candy mix-flavored thing. Highly recommended. If you go to a Sonic Ocean Water, if you happen to go to the Dino Place in Florida uh, in Disney Springs, get Shark Water. It's the same thing. Neither of which have alcohol. They're just Amazing. There is a, a drink that's ocean water that's got booze in it, but this is the non-booze one, and it's just fantastic. It's probably my favorite beverage. Um, so what I'm happened with the mail? That now. What's that? What happened with the mail? Did Did any of you guys ask about <laughs> about a slushy? It was important to me. So then, <laughs> oh, okay, we're doing that. We're all hurting each other's feelings. Um, so then after that, we go back to the place after we killed the hour, and we walk in. And I said to AJ, I I go, AJ. She will invent a problem for us right now. You watch. No, no. He goes, I had to, I had to get us ready for it because we knew it was coming. And it, like before we opened the door, we took a deep breath. We walk in. <clears throat> and we walk in, and she goes, you know what I was thinking about while you guys are gone? And I'm like, whatever you were eating again, and I assume you're still chewing on. But I, she, goes, <laughs> she goes, you know what I was thinking about when you guys are gone? You guys can't ship dry ice in a cooler. It could explode. She's the one that said it had to be dry ice. And uh, um, she goes, it's sealed. So there's nothing you can do. Was it you or was was it? Well, a I think both of us did. We, me yeah. and AJ both like pulled the knife out at the same mm -hmm. time. A AJ, AJ grabs a knife, pulls it out. The guy behind us in line also tries to hand us a knife. Gathered enough information to know what we were going through. Tried to help. Nicest guy. Yeah. AJ pulls out a knife and stabs the cooler. <laughs> there. <laughs> stabs the cooler and opens up a hole in it and goes there. It's not sealed now. Put the stickers on it. Yep. And we're she done. goes, Does that work? Uh. Okay, and then she did it, and then we paid, and then we got out of there. Now, here's the Ugh. thing. It shipped. Here, there's this, another, this is the best part. This is the best part of the story, though. She does that. We get it all open. After stabbing the cooler, she puts it on. She goes, okay, here are the choices of the shipping. She looks at the shipping. There's a next day air, and it was out of the options because everything's rushed. That was the cheapest choice because it was on an airplane. She goes, oh, but you can't do that one because you have dry ice. So the only one you can do is the six-day one because you have dry ice and they got to do it on the ground. If you didn't have dry ice, you wouldn't have had to do that. Dude. Well, dude. I, you made well, me get dry ice, lady. It was lady. a three-hour ordeal. She goes, she goes, I suppose you could have just left some ice in it and it'd be there tomorrow. What? What? <laughs> you, you made us get dry ice. You did this to me. And she goes, I said, I go, well, you're the one that made us get dry ice. She goes, I guess I should have looked at this first. That that doesn't make much sense. It's the cheapest option, too. You're going to have to pay double. Oh. And I had to buy the damn dry ice. So oh. I, I, like she just, And she roped four hours out of me, which, oh. based on the payrolls of all three of us, I, any way you cut it, she cost us a grand. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I we was, did have a nice picnic. We did have a nice picnic, <laughs> and we did. they did have ocean water. But that was 
a frustrating thing. I was irate. Um, yeah, we still don't know if it made it because I refuse to check. We have a variety of other topics. It's, it's still sitting on the back porch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, oh, we also thought it would be funny that, like, when we filled out the slip of where we had it sent, we had it sent directly to Ryan's sister, specifically. <laughs> Not his parents or his house, but to Elizabeth Parks for no apparent reason. I, you know, and she what's your address again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets, like, a package in the mail. She's like, oh, I didn't even order anything. What is this? It's, oh. a, it's a smelly cooler with flies all over it. Some oh, weirdo sent me fish. I threw it away. So we've returned home now. We've been home for a week, and I've asked yeah. Ryan daily if the meat made it, and he refuses to ask his family. So we still don't know, but we will let you know, hopefully after this break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other questions that we had from audience members. We had, uh, how do you pick your favorite episode? Do you guys have paid internships? I'm going to rant on that one a little bit. Uh, Bighorn Sheep in North Dakota are making a giant comeback, and apparently... UFOs are no big deal. Aliens are making a comeback, too. Yeah. <laughs> Stay with us. Trust isn't built in a day. It's built over time. The early hours and the late nights. It's built by doing the work and pushing the limits every day. Because the promises we make are the promises we were built to keep. If you'd like to help support the Greenway Outdoors, please like and comment on this podcast and subscribe to all of our channels. Hello and welcome back to episode 61 of the Greenway Outdoors podcast. Okay, it's driving me nuts. Ryan, can you call your mom and find out if the paddlefish made it though? Yes. Because She's like, we haven't looked either. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I, what stinks? <laughs> I did text them when we sent it that it was on the way. Did they respond? Your mom's like, we don't go through your sister's mail, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ma it's a massive cooler. We sent it specifically to Ryan's little sister. All right, let's see. Hopefully, I'm just gonna call her. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi. You're on the podcast. Oh, hello. <laughs> so, do you remember? A week and a half ago when I texted you that we were sending <laughs> paddlefish to the house? Yes. Okay, good. I, she goes, I, why didn't you ever send it, though? Well, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me if I ever told you if we sent it, and I wasn't sure. You did but, tell me that, but okay. I haven't seen it. So, wait, what? I, did it come? Oh, That's what we were going to ask. you got to call your dad, I think. So. <laughs> are, you with, are you with Mr. Parks? No. That's good not news. good. That's not good at all. What what the, what about her dad? Do you think dad would have put it away without telling anybody? <laughs> my dad hasn't seen it. <laughs> what did she say? You said uh, her dad. You said oh. my dad hasn't seen it. <laughs> he said something, but he hasn't. But I can ask. It seems like something that he would do just to put it away and not tell anybody. I hope so. <laughs> we might not have it. I. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you, you're gonna have to watch the podcast <laughs> <laughs> through USPS. Oh my gosh! Okay. She's like, "Why don't you use next day air and blue ice?" <laughs> <laughs> you, you always get a tracking number. Yeah. Oh. I think we did. All right. Okay, you, we did. You guys should come down to FWB's DJ Chachi's here. What's, oh. What's okay. DJ Chachi's? He's like the local celebrity that thinks he's cool. Oh. Okay. Bye. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, well, that's nerve-wracking. Mm. Gotta love Ryan's mom, though. She's a total sweetheart. Given yeah. our experience, are we surprised? I really hope it's it. fine. Paddlefish is a common fish. We can buy it anywhere. You That'll feel like good. your dad would be like the type to just get it and not say anything, though. He's yeah. praying that that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, he like, I'm gonna wait till he asks me, and then I'm gonna, oh. and then I'm gonna be, cra- and then I'm gonna be weird about it. And Ryan's he's, gonna have to go look in the freezer to find it. He's the most responsible one, and he'll give you crap if you're not responsible, and he's just waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's like every night before he goes to bed, he's got a smile on his face, just hoping to mess with you about the <laughs> Well, I hope the God it's there. All right, uh, moving on. We got another question, and it was uh, one that we get often, and I feel like I answer it often, but we keep getting it, so I felt like saying it directly might be a I'm good addressing thing. addressing it now. So, Write it down. <laughs> uh, the big question we get is how do you pick your episodes? How do you pick what you're doing? Because we've done python hunting in the Everglades. We've done elk hunting in Colorado. We've done access deer in Hawaii. We've done noodling for catfish. We did noodling for sharks. Just kidding, making sure everyone's listening. But it's an idea. <laughs> um, how do we come up with these ideas, and why do we choose them? To be honest with you, it it sounds a little crazy or not that planned, but we basically just do things that sound cool to us. We often get people that reach out to the show through you know social media platforms and stuff and offer us different opportunities. And if one of them sounds really awesome, we typically do it. Um, or if it's something we've always wanted to do, like a bucket list item, like access deer in Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, then we go crawfish out Crawfish was one of mine. Yeah, crawfish. Yeah, you're just like, I'd really like to do this. Yeah. I always wanted to, to go frog gigging, and we still haven't done that. So Yeah. Cool. I we actually, have a few offers. Me. No, I actually <laughs> said that. <laughs> I, Jeff's not on the producer panel, uh, so he doesn't <laughs> No, uh, We actually set that up for June. We're doing that when we do our alligator hunt. Oh, okay. Nice. So that's happening. I that's did cool. that. Oh, so we can gig for frogs while we also hunt for alligators. We walk We're going to gig in the same water. Same. That's cool. That's same cool. equipment, same everything. I yeah. feel like we'll do the alligator hunt first. Okay. <laughs> Try can, and you, rid- can you gig for those? <laughs> yeah, to rid the waters a little bit. So I guess the simple answer to that one is just whatever we feel like doing is cool. We get a lot of people that reach out to us and make us offers. A lot of times we'll entertain those. Although I would say 75% of our episodes are through just ideas that we have. And then we're like, that would be interesting. And the other thing is we try and do something odd. You know, so every yeah. hunting and fishing show, it's whitetail deer, turkeys, and bass fishing. And I just can't do it anymore. No, yeah. no. I can't do it anymore. So I want weird. I want pythons in the Everglades. I want crawfish. I want. Which is unfortunate because a lot of the people that approach us, we get a lot of like, hey, you guys want to come and hunt deer here? No. you know one of the next question yeah next question um the other thing is we we have some things that we consistently like to do the most and duck hunting is the number one thing that we like the most over anything any weird way of duck hunting or new species that we haven't hit yet that's always attractive but Mm -hmm. the new one for me the biggest one for me is spearfishing I've yeah. really gotten into that. Yeah. Um, even though I suck at it, just like a Wonder Woman under the Phenomenal water. Phenomenal at it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman. I'm Aquaman. He's Wonder Woman. I love the fish, <laughs> so I never get to shoot him. But Jeff did, goes down there and shoots everything yeah. he sees. And you should see his legs. Just oh. like just like Wonder Woman. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Hairless. No one, no one out of <laughs> us though. A- AJ has the best calves. Oh That's no, true. I know that's not that even pole. a joke. I lost my mind when we were pulling. <laughs> <laughs> Check my pulse. <laughs> but uh, spear fishing and duck hunting, they make the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And uh, any big cervids that we haven't hunted yet, like we're doing moose hunting, because I really want to shoot a moose. I haven't yeah. done that yet, so mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool. We've got that coming up. 
Another question, and I've kind of been playing with the idea. I almost worded that wrong because I was going to say I was thinking about it in the shower, and then I was going to say playing with the idea of how I was going to respond, and I almost said <laughs> I was playing, playing with, with it in the shower. <laughs> I was playing with myself in the Woo. shower. <laughs> um, I was thinking about how to reply to this. Um, I've gotten this, so all the people that are, might be listening to this that also ask me this question that might be offended by this know that you're one of many people that have asked this question, and – I feel like it's important for me – geez, how do I want to word this? It's important for me to explain this life lesson. I'm not that old, and I don't even consider myself that successful, but I know for a fact what I'm about to tell you is true, I guess would be the way to word it. Yeah. The question was, do you guys have paid internships? And I've gotten that question so many times for people, and <clears throat> it's become frustrating to me because – we have gotten away – when I say we, I say millennials, Generation Z. The culture of what value you can bring as opposed to what value can be brought to you has been blown away. Listening to Zig Ziglar when I was a kid, one of the first things I picked up on that he would always say is, don't ask what a company can do for you but what you can do for a company. Money will come. Ex you know, Benefits will come. Experience will come. Things will come. But what can you do for the customer or what can you do for the company is how you should go into things thinking. Sure. And when someone comes to me and says, do you have paid internships? My first thought is you're coming to me telling me that you are an internship level. That's the level of your skill. That's your skill set. Your skill set is you're an intern level skill set, which means that you have to learn from my team, which takes up a bunch of time. And again, this is this is meant to be a learning lesson and uh, more of a philosophical motivational type feel to this not not yeah. an aggressive not trying to dog people but truth hurts yeah. yeah and you're and you're not even coming in as like an entry-level person you're coming in with the expectation that you're going to learn how to work in this industry correct so it's right. you know you're not just starting out you're almost below starting out. and I, I think what inspires me to talk about it is the fact that it's so opposite of my thinking that it's like when someone says it it's like it doesn't process with me so when they say I have internship level skills do you, can you pay me to come learn from you is essentially what they're asking. Yeah. So what that would look like is they would come in and work for us, which would take up Ryan's time, AJ's time, my time. Half of your time would be spent teaching them the tasks that they'll be doing, and we're paying them to teach them, and then they leave after the three or four months, and then they leave with those skills, and I use that time to pay them to learn. And that was – I even said it to a couple of them, like, hey – like that's probably not the way to address it or come to me to talk about it. Mm -hmm. The point is this. In life, when you want something, you should you should be doing everything you can to give value. In the marketplace, which is real world life, the value you bring to the marketplace is how you're compensated. So by misunderstanding and expecting to be paid for something, to learn is insane. Do the same reason why you wouldn't go to college for free or the college wouldn't pay you to go there. Yeah. You need to go there. You pay because you're learning something. You're supposed to be taking value from it. The problem is the educational system now, when people talk about going to college, all they're doing is skating through in order to get a piece of paper because they believe it will help them get a job, when in all reality, that's no longer true. And on top of that, the real reason why you should be going to school and that's why I would never tell anyone not to go to school. The reason you should be there is to learn something, learn skills, learn trades, learn 
whatever you need to learn to accomplish the goals that you have set forth in your life, not to get a piece of paper to go work for somebody else. That's just an insane thinking to me. And it's the, the core of this thought, will you pay me to come learn from you, is, is so backwards from what it takes to actually be successful in the real world that I feel like by me shaking them and saying, like, you're asking the wrong questions. That is not what you should be asking me. You should be coming to me and saying, hey, what can I do to learn from you? I will do anything it takes to be there. I will bring as much value as I possibly can. Here are the 15 things I can do now to benefit you. Mm-hmm. And then that, I'd like to work my way into a position that pays. Sure. That's a completely different conversation, and my door would have been opened yeah. for that. But Instead, because- they probably get offended. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well yeah. if you're if you're offended by that, I don't want you here anyways. The, right. <laughs> Kyle basically said that the, the fact that like you, you should be working on your own skills and, and abilities so you can really bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. And he, the, the response was, well, I need to pay my bills. OK, so you're going to waste the entire team's time because mm-hmm. we have to teach you. And on top of that, we have to pay you because you need bills paid. Well, yeah. it, it's it's. And that's the thing is like when we started this company, all of us here worked in, we started a marketing company simultaneously. I worked 40 to 50 hours a week at the marketing company in order to fund bills and dump tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars into the Green Bay Outdoors in order to build the show. That's what it took to succeed. So I'm working 90 hour weeks. I gave up my 20s. I didn't have alcohol. I, I, I didn't do drugs. I didn't do anything except for work on 40 hours here and 40 hours here or even more than that. I worked both jobs in order to create something. And I, I and that's what I'm trying to inspire is what my response to him was, your bills, I completely understand. Luckily, you got 40 hours a week to make the money to cover the bills and you got 40 hours a week to build skills so that you can bring value to the marketplace so that you can be compensated for your skills and earn your place into a company instead of just asking for someone to pay you to come learn. Instead of being paid to just fill a space. As if someone owes you something. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody's coming to our rescue. Nope. Nobody's coming to our rescue. No one's coming to his rescue. No one's ever gonna come to our rescue. And everybody in this world is three bad moves away from losing everything. It doesn't matter whether you're Bill Gates and he might be making he's already got like one or two of those moves down <laughs> recent, yeah. right now. But you're one you're you're three moves away from making crucial mistakes that would ruin your life. And I just I found it important for me to say, listen, when you come to the marketplace, when you come to a job, when you come to anything, what value can you bring to them should be your only concern. Money will come. Everything else will come. Because if if you bring amazing work to someone and bring value so that that company can get more sponsors, can get more sales, can get more this, can get more that, then you're going to be compensated for that. And if you're not compensated from them, the person down the street that sees you're doing that, they'll give it to you. Your value to the company has to exceed the company's value to you. And by the way, that's how I live my life. I have the same thing. Ryan, when you come back here at 10 o'clock at night and I'm still sitting at my desk editing, when I come here in the morning, you guys have already beat me here somehow, and you've already got a project done that you're wanting to correct me on for this or that or whatever it might be. We're all putting in the time and the value for each other. Now, everyone at this table is owners of this company, so it's a little bit different in that sense, but you weren't always an owner. No. When AJ came in 
when we were hiring, we were looking for positions to fill at Crave. We've talked about Ryan's story and how he got started with us talking about AJ's now. We were starting the marketing company and the TV show at the same time simultaneously. AJ heard about it through a friend of a friend who wasn't even a really friend of mine. Matter of fact, he had the worst reference on the planet Earth. <laughs> the fact that he was referenced by this person made me not want to hire him, literally, okay? <laughs> same goes for you. Yeah. Um, so he came in. We had 10 people. AJ was probably ranked seventh or eighth as far as experience level of the 10 people that were there, as far as the amount of work he had in the outdoor and in, in the television industry. And he had zero, zero experience in the outdoor industry. So mm. those, mm. those, those were big strikes against him. Obviously when we talked and stuff, he was super motivated and very excited about it and the great personality that we all know and love. But when he left, you know, I was like, He's seems like a good guy. He's got a terrible reference as far as who who included him, <laughs> and his skill is experience level, not skill set, but experience level was not at the same level as seven or eight of the other people that were on the list. So then after that, he left. We were making the decision; it was going to be about a two or three week process. Three days later, he called me. Hey, did you fill that position yet? And I was like, uh, no. He was <laughs> the only one that followed up with me. Next day. Shows up at the office while I'm working after hours. I'm the only one there still after I assume you worked all day at your other job. True. So it's 5.30. He just shows up in the office, walks in, and he goes, did you fill the position yet? And I was like, uh, no. And I was like so flabbergasted that this guy showed up. He did that four times. He showed up every <laughs> other day. And like then a net the at <laughs> <laughs> So finally I was like, okay, you're in. You're in. And now he's, my, coming. now he's not an employee but a business partner and one of my best friends. Actually, out of all four of you, three of us, three of you, he's easily top of the list. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> but he came in, and that was how he brought in value. He wasn't. What can you do for me? What What can I? It was. He I, was. He was showing up more than some of the other employees at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's how you do things. Is you have to be a go getter. You have to go after what you want in life, and you have to bring as much value as you can to the marketplace. It's the same reason why minimum wage makes no sense. Minimum wage. It doesn't matter what the minimum wage is, because it's just a starting step. It's the first step on a ladder. It's not a bed, but a ladder. It goes up, and you climb up it through building value. If if you Ryan, if you came to me today and said, Hey, Kyle, I can bring you three sponsors at a hundred thousand dollars a piece, but I want 30% of them. You just, you just made 90, yeah, 90 grand. Yeah. I'm going to double check. You just made $90,000 that I guarantee you're going to get paid by building value by doing that. Right. If you came in and said, Hey Kyle, I can produce this documentary. That's going to be amazing that we can sell to Netflix for this amount of money. You brought value and then, but I want 30%. It, it's going to mm -hmm. happen. It, it's, 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 those are simple examples, but you have to think outside the box. Worry about building your skill set and what you can bring to a company. The money will come. Do not ask what other people can do for you, but ask what you can do for other people. It's the philosophy of the four people sitting in this room, and it's why we do have what we have. We have not made it yet. We're not, in my opinion, even remotely successful. We have a great podcast. We have a great TV show. We've got some great sponsors, great partners, stuff like that. But until we're on a giant network where we're, we're reaching millions of people a week, I won't consider us successful. And that's my only True. goal. Yeah. Same. But the philosophy of what we can bring to those networks, even in the conversations when we're pitching to these major networks and we're working with our agents and stuff, my whole pitch is based around how we'll bring value to those networks as opposed to us using them for viewers. And that's 
how everyone should be thinking. And I, yeah. I worry about Generation Z not doing it. And that's why, that's why I get these questions all the time is, how much will you pay me for an internship? Do you have paid <laughs> internships? And I want to thrash them because it should be, I will do anything to work for you. Whatever I get is fine, but I have to I have to get my foot in the door. What happened to the term "get your foot in the door"? Where did that go? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, th where, where did that go? We don't want to scuff your nice shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like why are I mean, I I, I got to work my forty hours a week. No, you got to work your eighty hours a week. Figure it out, <laughs> right. man. Yeah, you're, you're you're twenty years old. Figure it out. Like it's amazing. To, the, like you just said, the the forty hour a week thing. Like that's the standard. There's no more than that. I can't do more. Like. What is that? There's no I, working hard. What is they're, it? What? They're trying to, to break that down too. There's places that have been hiring four-hour shifts. What? I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had a cousin that like a half was, day. Yeah. We, well, I I don't know if the point is that they're trying to get people to maybe still work eight hours, but not in such a structured way. But they had shifts that were seven to eleven, eleven to three, three to seven. So, so it's like, what? Are people only going to work one? Are they going to work two, but it's going to be split up with right. a four-hour break? What, like, who needs a four-hour lunch? Like, what in the world? Well, I, that and I that's agree That's where with. we're at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, that's why he works 40 having, and 40, because he takes four-hour lunches. I read a newspaper article today, and I, I would want to verify that this is true. Do you hear Cedar Point shutting down two days a week now? I did hear that. They're shutting down two days a week because they can't find people to work. Yeah, that's, that's the same everywhere. But, yeah, unemployment's at a record high. Almost as if these socialist policies of giving everyone free stuff is somehow backfiring, which is weird because, like, when you look at all socialist countries, it always works out really well. I don't know why it wouldn't for I us. I mean, I don't know why. That's okay, immense sarcasm. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was talking to Ted Nugent the other day. It got me all fired up. But that's that's my thoughts on that, going down a rabbit hole with everything else. But Cedar Point, the fact that our unemployment is at record highs, but they can't find employees to work there, kind of tells you the state of how things are. Somehow we have a massive unemployment crisis but we also have a massive uh, available work unwillingness to work yes and it's sad it's a shame focus what can you do for other people not what can other people do for you so moving on this is a good story now that i've ranted on a couple things and taught people how to not fly on airplanes uh bighorn sheep in north dakota this is kind of a feel-good oh, yeah. story okay in western north dakota the, the part above the Badlands, they call it the Northern Badlands area, there are now 322, which does not sound like an impressive number, amount of bighorn sheep there. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is up 11% from 2019 and 13% over the five-year average. Now, the last one was killed there. I want to say I had it in my notes, 1905. and That was the last, like truly wild one well the last well they're all wild but the last native one is the native, word you're looking for um the last native bighorn sheep was killed in 1905 in north dakota now what's interesting is teddy roosevelt hunted bighorns in north dakota mm -hmm. and in the 1880s he said there's his in his notes he said that they were extremely scarce yeah. so the numbers were already rapidly declining so they brought in now they've brought them back in to try and reintroduce them to their native range, bringing in bighorn sheep in the native range. Now, in the northern Badlands, the numbers are continuing to trickle upwards, which is great. And this is a new record, which is awesome. Now, the southern Badlands, there is a, a form of bacterial pneumonia yep. that was actually uh, wiping them all out. And in, uh, but 
since like 2014, the northern Badlands seem to be coping with it better than the southern ones. So the southern ones, the numbers are still going down. How how is that being transferred am- among the population? I don't know. Probably kissing, <laughs> <laughs> swapping spit. Um, uh, what's well, pneumonia? So it's if it's bacterial, like you're saying, then I would assume it'd be either water, uh, you know, a water, food source. They're social animals. Ser- they're s- social animals. Okay. Yeah. You know, saliva. Now the the makeup of the 322 sheep is 97 rams, 170 females, and 55 lambs. That's how you know when there's a problem when they have a specific count on each of the different. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now, now the um, the number of lambs was also pretty impressive. Yeah. So apparently the number of lambs being that high was cool. It's higher than it's been. So in a they while. they check them when they're first laid. Not laid. Why did I say that? Born. Hatched. Born. Yeah. When they first when they first <laughs> pop out the well, the ewes get laid and then they're born. Yeah. So so <laughs> <laughs> when the sheep, you wouldn't say sheep. Would you say sheep? Yeah. Ewe. Bighorn. Sheep. Yeah. Ewes. Whichever. Whatever. When they're born, they go and count the numbers then, and then they circle back a few months later to see which ones made it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I think only only one birthing ewe has died. I think in the last. A couple years, yeah, I believe, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, so that's like really impressive. So, are we should we be expecting a season on it? Or? Well, there is, there is a season currently. So, the mm-hmm. most recent one they had six licenses, uh, was all wow, it's an expensive lottery, yeah. So, yeah. I well, I shouldn't say expensive, it's very unlikely to get in it, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it is pretty expensive for so the they one did, they did five for the lottery, which and is then random, one, completely anyone can get in, and then one kind of like how they do. Uh, the special duck hunts here in Michigan yeah. or elk, you know, uh, but the one in that they auctioned off went for eighty three thousand dollars. So they for au- one hunt, but that money goes towards the conservation of the species. And there's people yeah. that have like backlash on that. They're like, they shouldn't do that. It's not fair that he, th- the rich guy should just have the randomness too. Why do they auction off one where it's whoever can afford it gets it? That's not yeah. fair. I think it's fantastic because all that eighty three grand goes towards. Yeah, right yeah, now that's, that's what true. the population needs is more money. You right. raise more money. Right. You know, those five that they take out, which I'm sure they probably pick out. They're all rams. Which ones? They're all rams. Yeah, yeah so they're going for the ones that rams. are less fertile now. They're probably older. You know, they're they're doing the best thing for the population. If the other ones went for half of that amount, they've raised more than $300,000. Right. And that money will do wonders for the 300, you know, that are left. As opposed to those five that are probably not even really doing much for, for the population anymore. Right, so. exactly. So that being said, another important part of that is that now the licenses in the season may go up a little bit. It may it may go up because of the fact that you've got, um, like I said, they had the six successful hunters. And then I believe last year was the year that one guy, I think they said it was a 190 but he shot possibly a, a, a record for North Dakota. I don't remember. Yeah, if it the was state confirmed. record was like 172 or something. And he, and he shot, shot like a, a 190. Yeah. So huge. So one of the yeah. people that were that got the hunts and the tag. So the numbers may go up. It's just cool to see it bouncing back, being more successful, yeah. and then hopefully that'll be a. They're a, they're it, a long. It's a long road to recovery, but hopefully they're it's in, a, in the right direction. They're bouncing back along with the wolf population. <laughs> Great. <laughs> one last topic I want to touch on briefly because we don't have a lot of time left. But I just find it super interesting. So we periodically talk about UFOs um, because <laughs> when we travel. Because they're real, of course, almost daily. <laughs> when, we, when we travel and stuff, it's one of our topics that like, we like to talk about as a team. What's really interesting right now, I don't, NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, 
Tucker Carlson, all the wars. Even CNN. Yeah, CNN. Everyone's talking about it because inside the bill, Marco Rubio really pushed for um, the COVID spending bill that the Pentagon would have to release the information that we have on unidentified flying objects, UFOs, also known as. They changed it now. Oh, uh, UAPs. What unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. They're trying to change it because UFO. Mm. When people say UFO, you think aliens. So they're trying to get away from that that mindset by changing the name. So now you, you hear UAP, which is kind of dumb to me. Everyone still thinks UFO, right? But, but they're trying to like change that like very subtly so that you don't you don't necessarily think aliens when you think of what they're talking. Oh about. no, we, we wouldn't want that. Yeah, yeah right. What's kind of confusing is what, what, there shouldn't have to be this huge release of information if it's just another country doing things why is it such a big deal well that's what's interesting about it so what um what it's bringing up is a lot of they've started releasing some footage um and even i mean president obama came out and said crazy here's the thing because he gets this question all the time he goes there are objects we 100 percent have no idea where they come from they're not from us and they seem to be way more advanced than anything that you would see from Russia or China or any of our adversaries whatsoever. And they had footage that was was captured from the Navy. Yep. So that's lots not, of it. That's not somebody with a cell phone. That's that's lots of it. So and the Pentagon has confirmed that the footage that you're seeing of the un- un- unidentified flying object is indeed legit, and they have no idea what it is, and they don't know where it comes from. And it's being talked about right now. What's weird to me is how passively it's being talked about. So nonchalant. It's like, it's, like, it, it's weird. It's like they keep coming up with very creative ways to like talk it off, like it's not a big deal. Oh well, that's you know they're still uh, using uh, yeah. leftover something from thermal imaging that would cause something just like that. So there's no oh that tic tac thing. Oh that was just because of the gimbal Clerical and error. how it moved, and that's not it moving. What is the tic tac then? <laughs> when I, you know, when I wa- what's really strange to me is the Pentagon came out and confirmed it. Our old President Obama confirmed it. Right. Every news station is talking about it, but they're talking about it like, yeah. So you know, we have no idea what they are, and uh, we hope it's not an enemy. But regardless, it's in our naval airspace, and it's able to do whatever it wants. And uh, when we come back. It's a uh, the local beauty pageant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? The, the local ice cream shop celebrating 32 years. Go downtown and get your 99 cent cone, and they just like pass it off like it's no big thing, and it's it's not being talked about. And like, there's people that still don't believe it, and I feel like the way they're giving out the information is so passive, and so nonchalant that it's almost like you're being conditioned to not think of it as a big deal. They're grooming us. Yeah. They're grooming us for the big, the big reveal. The big reveal. They wouldn't oh, do yeah. that. Oh, no, no. never. <laughs> now that we've du- dug down into our conspiracy theory, I want to thank you for tuning into the Green Outdoors podcast. Also, check out On X Hunt. So, On X Hunt. I got that one on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, our code is on the screen for On X. That will get you a discount there as well. It's so important. It's an application that we use in the field all the time. It gives you the boundaries of all public and private property and the contact information for the private property so that if you shoot a deer and it goes on someone else's property, you can find out where they live so you can contact them, make sure you can go get it. You can make sure you're not trespassing. And on top of that, you can download the maps to your phone so that if you don't have satellites, you don't have service whatsoever, you can still use 
the map and know exactly where you are because the compass in your phone still works with it. So no matter what, you know where you are, which we use on all of our trips because we never know when we'll have service. We yeah. normally don't. This works is a, great for trout fishing. It's how we hunt. Please go check out Onyx. It's super important. We'd like to thank Weatherby Arms for always keeping us well armed. armed. <laughs> Ram Trucks for being the number one truck in the world. Bass Pro for always outfitting us and being our exclusive outfitter. Tracker Boats for making our uh, boating experience awesome. And on top of that, we're going to be doing a podcast real soon to do a big announcement with Tracker Boats. That's going to be very exciting. If you're listening to this podcast, don't forget you can check it out on YouTube and Carbon TV. Actually watch it. See our ugly faces as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Green Me Outdoors podcast and stay green. Hey.